Got my G's up in SYD So you gotta know about me Got fans in an MLB Shout out to the Sydney scene Let you slip on the special K Saturday I'm live like fame Rappers on the Z smoking on the J They try to press but don't hear play Got me feeling higher like I'm Kennard Trying to be rich like I'm Bernard Fucking up they got the link like Senna Got my boys on the search press Senna Got a baddie shoe tiny with the temper From the gutter in the south like enter Just like the way I twist with them bent up Pop the days is it gonna be a bender I bring the sound when I'm up in the clouds Vision in all the lights in the crowds But I'm still at the bass looking loud Like a loser I bet my fans proud So I'm hoping it's potent I'm choking it's stoking My bone really smoking my songs See a mask at the beta Look the dick from the tip Like a paper with hard labour You know what time it is? It's tremendous time Coming through your ears We have Maca 47 to 24 7 with Back That Ass Up You can find it on Spotify You can find him in the eastern suburbs But forget about that Forget about everything I just said It is the tremendous podcast time Coming live out of the lab Coming live from Kensington to you In your ears with my sultry tones The host of this podcast Elliot Rovetti And next to him With his pseudo Tom His best friend uh, In the game Mr. Anthony Look at you. Bonjour. How you doing, my friend? Am I the pseudo Tom? You. Everybody's a pseudo Tom until uh, Tom gets back. I like that. I yeah. like that. I think people have been describing me as a pseudo Tom for a long time. So <laughs> it's good to see. It's good to actually hear it in person. Like my parents. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you're like, like a lot. You should dress like that Tom guy. <laughs> yeah, you know that Tom guy. That Tom guy really holds his posture well. Like, what's wrong? Why can't you be more like that Tom guy? It's just nerves. It's he's it's, it's just nervous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it helps him with his posture. You should see him when he's relaxed. Yeah, man. It's just slouchy, hey. <laughs> That's what they call him, slouchy Tommy. Slouchy Tommy. <laughs> Has he, what was the last time Tom was on, on his own podcast? When was that? Good question. I, it's been so long that the fans have forgotten. They're all saying Tommy They're Like who. Tom who? Yeah. Who? Yeah. Pseudo, pseudo what? <laughs> a pseudo, we only know, we only know low cash. It is funny that I've had a bunch of people asking to be on the podcast, um, for Tom and I'm like it's funny that that's the level that they think they're like you oh I can step in for Tom <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> they're like oh Tom's gone I got this <laughs> that's the level he's bringing I'm like I no 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 I assume you're not going to name and shame <laughs> no, no, no. but they know who they are because they, they, they're almost certainly listening and they know who they are and honestly you should be you should be you should, come on bro come on bro <laughs> no, this is see this is the thing uh, you should be ashamed of yourself me or the, or the no, people the people, the <laughs> yeah, people. Yeah, I was going to say you're, you're so nice to people in your podcast and i would love to because you've got such a nice razor blade when you pull it out and uh <laughs> on the on the podcast i'm like unsheath it <laughs> oh my goodness i think i will i think i will later i've got the, i've got something that's been bothering me so much recently like about myself like I, I think i think that i think i've got a problem and um and i'm hoping maybe you can help me solve it oh you bet yeah i'm gonna even if i don't have the tools the wherewithal or even know what we're talking about i'll dive head first yeah, in and get will. in the mud i know you will. the tool the tool is the switchblade that's all we need <laughs> a blade each <laughs> i can we can we can fashion something nice <laughs> Go, nice do, should we um i was actually gonna look we, we we're in a time sensitive position we, we need to call we need to make a quick phone call to uh liverpool based sydney comedian brother tremendous uh carl legacy because he has a little tale for us um but is you know um stretched for time so i'm gonna give him a call right now and uh we'll hopefully be able to get through to the pseudo king Yeah, you pussy. Can you hear me? 
Welcome to the Tremendous Podcast. Kyle Legacy, say hello to the people, Tremendous. Oh, my Lord. I will not say anything to them. <laughs> not really on record. Yeah. I do the old podcast more than I do my own fucking podcast. Not, tell me how that works out. <laughs> for the numbers, oh, it's just way better. It's just, it just works out. That's how it is. I mean, that was do it, obviously, for, <laughs> um, for that one off chance I get famous and then we have a chance as well. I'm definitely getting cancelled. But, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I'll drag you down with me. Um, okay, so look, uh, there was a beef on the courts that uh, you told me about, but we couldn't really get into. Would you like to? Uh, do, would, can, can I ask you to just get into it? Tell me about what happened and who it was who was involved uh, on your beef in the courts. Uh, I mean, I have a beef with it with a bunch of people on the courts. That's a given. You know what I mean? I'm a one man wrecking crew. I gotta get angry to play better, so I just <laughs> pretend like somebody will talk shit about me, mum. But um, this time it was with fucking. Bad boy, Nicky Curios, or whatever the fuck his name is. Nick Curios, um, tennis player. Yeah, the, the lad, he's always got fucking hummus on his uh, tennis racket. <laughs> but um, that lad, he, um, he apparently it's good for grip. That's what he said. I'm not having to go with the Greeks. <laughs> and then obviously you get hungry in the middle of it, licking lips, bing, bang, boom, very intimidating to the other side. They don't know what you're doing, but you're just having a tasty bit of hummus. But we got into it because I didn't know he was a tennis player. I didn't know who the fuck he was. So, so, uh, so, someone, uh, so you were just having a beef... With Nick Kyrgios and not realizing that he was uh, actually a tennis player. Yeah, no, he, he can't play tennis at KGB, which is my home court advantage, to be honest. And um, and and then he, 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 he was Ben Dars was like, "Oh, a tennis player." I was like, "Oh, sick! I don't watch tennis. That's cool." And um, and then he was like, "Oh," and then he started cooking us. I was like, "This guy's a tennis player, it's my mate." And he was like, "Yeah, I fucking am." And I was like, "All right." And I was like, "It doesn't fucking look like it." And then he's like defending me now, trying to tell me to shoot, which I was tired as fuck. So I was, I was missing that shit load of stuff. I'm not gonna lie, I was still kissing the ball in the face. And then, and then I called him by Curious George, um, and that sent him off. And then uh, we were just getting into it, like pretty much in our face to face. But then afterwards, we found you know what I mean. I think you appreciated the stress talk element because nobody yeah. else was giving him it. Yeah, yeah, and I was yeah, yeah. lighting people up all day. But, <coughs> that's that's fucking amazing. So, what do you reckon was the spark? Wait, of, wait, like, okay. Is that your mum in the background? Stop, stop asking her to do your laundry. What? <laughs> Yo, what the fuck are you talking about? You fucking little loser. What do you do? Fucking masturbate to yourself all night? Oh, it's a pandemic. Lucky I don't have any girls to meet. Fuck you. What is going on? Have we caught you while you're huffing? You're, you're, you're doing nangs? I'm going to go fuck a bucket of chicken like you usually do on a Monday. What are you doing? You're late for your schedule. Oh my you got two car legs here for the price of one last. It's a real pseudo, it's a real pseudo Kyle. <laughs> no, you can manage to in the So that's what threw him off with that roast. That did throw me off. I thought it was you. It's, 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 it's amazing how easy it is to impersonate um, a grader against a, a, a blackboard. So just in case, sometimes, sometimes when you call me off, I don't even take the calls. I just give it to my older studies. All right, Kyle, we're going to leave you there while you fix your domestic dispute. Um, so, somehow it always sounds like an estate at Kyle's place. It always sounds like housing commission, wherever he is, even if it's not his place. <laughs> I'm in the middle of a domestic every time you call <laughs> oh with God. yourself. Alright, did you uh, you gigging anywhere recently? You need to tell the people about where you're gonna be. Um, oh yeah, for the pair fans, actually, this is fucking perfectly timed because I got a few more tickets left for my solo show this Friday at Universal Bar, King of Comedy. 
if you're around the Perth area the Perth or area. just Western Australia. Universal. It's worth it. Off drive. You say you uni- Universal Bar? Universal Bar, yeah. Right, King you. of Comedy. And what Universal were the, what bar were the dates again? It's this, um, it's this Friday. Uh, no just, one's going to make it. <laughs> no one's, no one's going to make it. Watching anybody else. So Friday is the only one that. That I'm, I get the money for tickets for. People, tremendous. Unite, unite um, around Kyle Legacy. Uh, thank you for sharing your story with Nick Kyrgios. Nick Kyrgios is going to be there as well. Yeah. He'll come down and open for me. Hey, you know that Hummus is in Greek, right? <laughs> last week, you thought it was Palestinian. What is it? Is It's just your expert Greek here. Just, just here to fact check you. Yeah, I got, midway, uh, I, got, I got midway through your story and was like, I forgot to introduce Anthony Lacascio. No, that's, I was just waiting to catch him out, being racist, uh, yeah. before I piped <laughs> up. I've got, half, I've got halfway through his solo show and I forgot to bring him up. <laughs> <laughs> if you're looking for something racist or uh, controversial from Kyle, just go to his um, any any public media that he has. <laughs> go to Instagram, Facebook, go to MySpace. <laughs> yeah, so actually, Lacascio, next time I am abusing the... Greeks roasting them as I do on a daily basis. What, what should I update my reference with, if not hummus? Can you say tzatziki? Is it, is it possible? Deliki. You know what? That'll do. That's even better. Deliki. I'm in Thailand. Deliki. 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 Or garlic sauce or just something. But you know, hummus, hummus works too because then the then the Greeks will get angry that you don't that you're not like culturally smarter and you're bullying, which which will upset them. Again, so this phone call is not to be meant to be anti-Greek, but there's some somehow <laughs> fucking EJ always makes me. <laughs> I think I had to chop about six racist comments out of my podcast <laughs> that you did with me as well, Kyle. <laughs> oh well, maybe it's microphones in general. It makes me very claustrophobic. I love that even though we saying hummus and it has no application to Greek people, Greek people still like get angry about it. hundred <laughs> percent. It's the like, best. It's like saying, hey, dickhead, and someone turns around and you're like, what are you responding to dickhead for? Idiot. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, I've miss- got a fucking baby uh, lunch. Yeah, yeah, no, no, do the- Go play back. It's, some shows. it's definitely not lunchtime though, so uh, it's dinner, but that's what you're going <laughs> to eat. Right. He's, he's in Perth. <laughs> Late lunch. I woke up at like two PM today. I'm not gonna lie to you. Then they, they get two meals there. <laughs> oh, what's the time difference for Perth? It's like four hours. Two hours. Two hours. Yeah, yeah. that's a late lunch. That's a late lunch. That's yeah. a late lunch. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, well, it's, it's, it's early, baby. You having little? Um, all right, all right, Doozy. I'll uh, I'll leave you to it, uh, Mr. Harmwell. Thank you for getting to us. I always appreciate your uh, your scouser tones on the airwaves. It makes my day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Doozy, I'll, I'll give you a hug uh, when I see you. Big love. Have a good one. Stay safe. Hello, Mr. Hanwell. Did I, did I tell you what I had to chop out of the podcast that I did with him <laughs> or my podcast that, that I wish was, you know, as you correctly point out, my podcast is a little bit more PG uh, and I'm I, he made me laugh so hard, <laughs> but I'm like, I need we're both going to get cancelled if I leave this in. <laughs> so he was just—he was like observing all the things around my apartment. He was like, "Oh yeah, you got you got the you got the George Cullen poster, and you got the oh you got a you got an overdue uh, water bill on the fridge. What else you got around here? Oh, there's a there's a whole bunch of photos of 
female open mic comedians with X's through them. What is, <laughs> what's that all about? I'm like, man, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> you should have left that. Are you fucking You got to put kidding? that in the Patreon. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know how that shit works. Me neither. But I was thinking about like, it would be cool to do like whole episodes because there are people that want, um, that, that I think we do a good job with this podcast in terms of just doing the right amount, like 40 minutes to an hour mm. every week. And it's, it's never too much. If anything, it could be more. So I was thinking putting whole um, raw episodes on Patreon. So just uncut. Uncut. So you yeah. can listen to the whole thing. Um, or in a way uncut mostly. Just just for their for their benefit so that they're not listening to bullshit. You know mm. what I mean? But like listen to everything kind of thing. Um, yeah. No, I was thinking that, that could be some... Have you thought... You haven't really thought about that, haven't you, yet? Uh, not for not for a Hack Pack podcast, but um, we'll see. We'll see moving down the line. Might be doing some new podcasts. And we'll see if we can do something like that. Not for the money, just for the like extra element mm. you know just for the you want to reward people for paying attention 100%. i feel i mean i was gonna say uh hinting uh, anthony lacascio does the hack pack podcast it's one of my favorite sydney podcasts and i think it's a lot of uh a lot of comedians and a lot of uh, sydney side's favorite podcasts as well and he hinted this week on the episode with beck charwood that uh he would possibly be retiring the show and i got a little bit annoyed i was i had to i, thought, I was like uh, just before he recorded i was like hey by the way are you retiring that show <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not going to say anything about it, but uh, I got annoyed about it. <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna, we won't say anything about the status of it, but um, but yeah, I, I love the I love the Hack Pack podcast. The Hack Pack podcast, Hack Pack refers to the uh, the little group that we all came up in in comedy. Um, the Hack Pack group, uh, Brothers Hack Pack, and uh, there's a podcast that you can enjoy that sort of um, dissects the Sydney comedy scene one comedian at a time every Monday morning. Thank you. Good yeah. shout out. And uh, yeah, no, it's not going to be retiring. I just thought I would, um, I'd put it in the intro that I was considering retiring it just to see if it got a reaction out of people and great success so far. <laughs> You're like a crafty girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> sending me like yeah, messages yeah, yeah. being like liking other guys' photos. I'm like, let me work harder. <laughs> yeah. Just in the kitchen like, oh, oh, Tinder's got a two for one offer this month. How interesting. What's, what's going on? Um, okay. So we were talking about, um, we're talking about, I'm just quickly going to touch on, because uh, sometimes it's not, I think for some people, they don't always, they, they sometimes think, I don't do a lot of this on the podcast of breaking down what it's like to be a comedian, unless there's something eventful uh, that happens on on stage and I want to talk about it. So then I'll break down the aspects of trying. Mm. But uh, uh, there's periods where you don't have enthusiasm. It's not always sitting at the desk, writing your next greatest joke and then having fun on stage. There is a lot of time where you're like, what am I doing? Did I break something in me? Like what was funny? Like, did I break the funny bone in me? Like what, why, like, why can't I make anything like that's, that's what that's making me excited about this craft at the moment. And I found myself in a little bit of that limbo. Mm. Um, I fucking injured my shoulder and that fucked up my mental brain. Just like, just outside of comedy. I just, what you know, it's like, you look good, you feel good, you play good. And I, I was just not feeling good. You know what I mean? And I was just, and so you were talking to me about that as well. You're like, yeah, I've had a fucking bit of a slog the past couple of weeks. Um, and f frankly, it was allevi alleviating to hear that. Mm. I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> like, uh, he's human. You know what I mean? And, like, and, and we all are, you know what I mean? But because um, you do such a good job and maybe even put on a good mask of uh, always killing it. But um, That's all mask. All <sighs> mask. Dress for the job you want, bro. It always feels like a mask. It's fucking, man, I've, I've had, I feel exactly the way you're describing right now. No shoulder injury. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that the podcast brings that out in you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the podcast, the podcast is, is is getting rid of it. I think it's yeah. It's it's good to come and do shit. 
it's just fun, bro. And like, you know, like you seeing seeing friends is is always inherently like a, a serotonin boost, mm. no matter what. I and mean, you sometimes you just can't bother for shit. But um, but yeah, I I, I completely feel you. Uses your shoulder. Your shoulder's better now. This is a while ago you're talking about. I did. I remember having chatted to you about this. Yeah. So they said that I needed to get surgery. They said that I needed to get surgery and they s- I still need to get surgery, but I've been slowly, it, it, it doesn't bother me. It, it's still there a little bit, you know what I mean? And it's just like, I don't want to be doing something later. Like uh, specialists have said, you can move on with it and get on with your life, but eventually you try and do something and it'll tear and then you would have had to have gotten the surgery anyway. Why don't you just get it done early kind of thing? So there's that kind of fear in me, but I don't know, man, like I have this fear of just getting cut open. You know what I mean? Like this, there's like this fallacy from back when I was playing football. I don't know if it's a fallacy, but there's a rumor that if you have oxygen touch your like ligaments and muscles, they're never the same again. And uh, I've just always been t- terrified of being cut open. Like you're just not supposed to have your insides exposed to the outside. You know what I mean? And um just terrified of it. I don't want to get fucking cut open. I'm like, I don't, and I don't, I don't see myself as the injured guy. Like, oh, I can't throw a ball with my kid or go and play sports or climb rock climbing spontaneously because, you know, I feel like it because of my shoulder, like I'm injured. You know what I mean? Like I'm the injured guy. And it's just, it really is fucking with my head. You know what I mean? Um, Maybe that's why I haven't been a, like a top level athlete throughout my life. Cause I was operated on <laughs> out of the womb immediately. Really? Yeah. Wait, what do you mean? So, um, your boy is circumcised. Yeah. Uh, for reasons that are not religious, mm. for reasons that are very different to most people. Uh, I don't know if you, you definitely don't know this cause you're giving me the face. Like you don't know this. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, when I was born, the foreskin that I had, had no hole. There was no top to it. No way. Yeah. So it if I, sealed. it was sealed. Yeah. Holy shit. Like a proper sausage. It was like, like twisted p- off. Twisted <laughs> off. Proper, proper, exactly. Like a proper sausage. And they were like, well, we're going to help this kid. Otherwise it's going to be, it's going to be a big water balloon. Holy smoke. Yeah. So they had to give me, they had to give me the snip. So I, they obviously had to like anesthetize me as a, as a fucking newborn. Jesus. Cause they're not going to just slice my willy off. That's unbelievable. I mean, I, I, that that's fucking crazy. That's a, that's a water balloon that doesn't, um, it doesn't burst. It tears. Yeah. Yeah, straight up, <laughs> dude. That's uh, okay. So I have a friend that, as he grew up, um, and this is into his teens, mm. he his foreskin became tighter, mm-hmm. and he like he, he eventually like, and he had to go to the doctor. He's like, it's it's too tight, and they were like, yeah, this is actually more common than what you would think. Guys, I've got I've got two mates. Yeah, one get- one when we were seventeen, one of my yes. best mates, and then another one got it like a year ago. Oh, okay, cool, cool. So he's 20, been- 26, 27 years old. He got he got the snip then. Can you imagine how battered that end of bit of like meat would be at the, at the after twenty seven years? Yeah, of apparently it was really painful oh. when the when the foreskin tightened. You're you're not circumcised, right? Not circumcised, no. Um, is it an Italian thing to be circumcised? No, it's not. Um, coincidentally, my dad is also circumcised. Yeah, same with me. That's only because uh, this and this might be your dad's experience too. When my dad was born my grandfather was so excited and spoke such little English that when they said to him, would you like your son circumcised? He was just like, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. And they just, they just took care of it. <laughs> that might be a similar sort of story. Um, yeah, I don't know why, but uh, I, I don't know who, who spearheaded that. I never cared to ask, but being like, uh, hey, well, wh- who, who decided to save our uh, our ends? You want to make I mean? another phone call? Call up, call up. <laughs> v- Vinny, what are you doing? We just wanted to know why you're, uh, why, why, why is your dick weird? 
That might not be a bad idea. You want to do it? I don't like the idea of because he knows that I do a podcast, but he might actually start looking for it if he knows that he's on it. <laughs> <laughs> and he's very good at finding things. Um, you know, my, my dad is a regular listener to my podcast. Oh, she listens all the time. I'm so thankful that my mom is too technologically inept to figure out the iTunes app on her phone to listen. Oh my God. Should I just call my dad and be like, I'm on a podcast? Yeah, I th- I think I think I'm gonna stay out of this one though. I, th- I don't think you'd feel comfortable knowing that I'm 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 here. If we're gonna ask him why he's circumcised, <laughs> fuck, oh, he's doing it. I gotta do he's it. He's doing it. I gotta do it. I gotta ask him. Gotta ask the old big man. I also talk about Vinny a lot on this podcast, and uh, I think the people would like to hear his voice. Vinny might not be too. You might not like it that I've I've. Uh, I haven't told him, you know, so I'll just at the top, I'll be like, Vinny, on a podcast, my friend. Don't tell me on a podcast, just do podcast voice and see if he figures it out. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> mate. Vintendo Dad, how you doing? What's going on? Good, mate. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad. Oh, um, yeah. you're actually just, uh, you're on a podcast with me at the moment. Um, say hello to the people. <laughs> G'day. Good stuff. Um, Very uh, impromptu of you. Oh, you, yep. know, you know me. You know me. There's not a lot of forethought in anything I do. Um, okay. You're here with Go my uh, you're here with my buddy uh, Anthony Lacascio, fellow uh, Italian brethren. Uh, he's uh, you've actually been to a couple of a couple of his comedy shows. Unfortunately, um, he's been trying to get his money back for every uh, for since he uh, since he saw your first show. No, no, speak English. <laughs> Good evening, Mister Rivetti. Uh, but we were talking. How are you, mate? I'm very well. How are you? Yeah. Good. Good stuff. Um, I was going to say, look, we were discussing What's here. The subject? the subject is, um, so Anthony Lacascio was, uh, he was circumcised um, when he was born and it was because his, uh, would, you, would you like to, it was basically because his um, his father or his, your grandfather? No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the sea, I'm the sausage. Uh, I'm the right. sausage. <laughs> that's right. I'm sorry. Okay. My dad. His, his father was circumcised, but not for religious reasons. It's because his father, his, Anthony's uh, grandfather, was so excited upon the yep. birth of his son that when the doctor asked him, uh, do you want to, uh, him circumcised? He was just saying, yes, yes. Like so excited kind of thing. He was so, just an Italian man, didn't speak English. Yeah. He just got too excited. And <laughs> so his son got circumcised. <laughs> so... Uh, right, okay. And I was curious, how did, how did, because I've never asked you, how did uh, Rowie and I not end up circumcised? Was who, who, who took that off the table? You'd have to talk to your mother about that. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was more than happy to go with uh, following in my footsteps. But, uh, <laughs> well, I'm glad mum stepped in then. She right? thought, she thought that she, she thought that it was barbaric and uh, <laughs> and uh, unnecessary. <laughs> it's hard to argue with hippie Jen. Um, all right, Doozy. That's all basically I needed. Uh, I'm not going to hassle you anymore. Um, thank you so much. I love you very much. I'll uh, I'll call you when I need money. <laughs> I'm just, yeah. I'm just love joking. You too. I love you. I love you. I love See you, you guys. Ciao. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> he's the man he's yeah that man. was worth it that he's, was definitely worth it he's a good man <laughs> <laughs> oh i love how he started with it like oh very yeah, like you could have given me a heads up that i'm gonna be on the podcast <laughs> and i'm just gonna put me straight on the spot he could have been doing anything <laughs> yeah he really could have that guy i never know what he's doing um that's that's vinnie that's vinnie rovetti 
and we are back. Yes, we are. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, guys, I uh, wanted to mention to you, I was a little bit apprehensive about it because uh, I didn't know if, um, if it was part of the plan, but uh, talking to Lacasio, it's part of the plan. Um, Tony and I are going to be doing a split bill later on, uh, it's September 2nd? September 2nd, Thursday, September 2nd. Thursday, September 2nd at the Potts Point Hotel, our living room, home base, uh, Magic Mike, um, on a Thursday evening. Uh, so we're going to be doing 30 minutes each, uh, just testing out our, sh- our material uh, for the Fringe show coming up. And um, it's called, we're going to be called, it's called, the show is going to be called The Stick Up. The Stick Up. The Stick Up. Um, the name is generated from a, a photo that we took. Uh, it was vi- we did vibe comedy. This is this is the open mic that Elliot used to run with our friend Harry, mm. and um, we had made cash that a, night. A lot of we made like a, an un, uh, an unusual amount of cash. An unusual amount of cash for the evening, and it, I think it was man might have been like the first money that we had made ever yeah. from comedy. Yeah, and we're very excited about it, and we we came back to Elliot's house. Uh, for, for, for some shenanigans and uh, we both had our shirts off for some reason uh, <laughs> with, with Elliot's girlfriend Tiana and she took a photo of us with the cash in our hand and our shirts off very happy <laughs> and uh we got we got very very pumped up and said oh yeah we're coming for all the cash and comedy we're co- we're, we're robbing the fucking comedy train this is a stick up this, <laughs> this is, a, is a this ain't no up. friendly handout this is a stick up we're taking your, <laughs> we're taking your pearls we're taking your hats yeah, all right and so uh that, that that drew the inspiration for the name of the show it's the stick up that's going to be the poster the, from the photo of our first couple of years in comedy and actually fucking first year in comedy probably and um, it was le- it must have been less because because yeah. if we had our i get cold so easily if it was if our shirts are off it must have been like february or something at the latest bro <laughs> Good detective you. so it would have been less than a year in for sure bro and i remember that evening we'd actually planned it we ended up back at my place because we were going to do drugs i remember you and i we'd uh we got into point in our relationship we were like i think we need to do drugs together <laughs> we'd, we'd, we'd gotten to the plateau of hanging out with each other at gigs and enjoying each other's company we were like we need to break the fourth dimension yeah and uh and fucking and put some chemicals in our system um in each other's proximity and it was uh it was a colorful night to say the least it was a colorful night it led to a colorful bit a very good bit that ended up in which special was oh, it oh that's right i did it i did it as part of the show mr perfect mr. that i did perfect. in 2019 i might even try and weave it through this episode like try and as we're talking just try and cut it in if i can get the recording yeah that from could you. be that could be interesting yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right, so tell me so, so tell me what happened um so we dropped the drugs. It's you, myself, and my girlfriend, Tiana. Tiana Ugachaga Chagare is the people tremendous know her. <laughs> That's her fight <laughs> name. Chugga Chagare. Yeah. yeah. So you get the whole audience going, Ugachaga, Ugachaga. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we got Tiana Ugachaga Chagare uh, was with you and I after a, a show where our g- egos were right through the roof, making a lot of money. Egos co- are through the roof, making a lot of money. We had also had a few beers. Mm-hmm. Mm. A few is a very... Um, it's a petite word for what yes, we were actually being very generous to our livers. Yes, and we started our night. We, we took the first cu- we took the first caps. I believe that we were taking that night, um, it, but just before the stroke of midnight, probably. Yeah, yeah. And we had maccas and mac. Oh, there was there was maccas present. There was also we had um, cyclone cyclone. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, ice blocks. Ice. Uh, Paddle pop cyclone, is that what they're called? <laughs> yeah, something uh, like that. Yeah, the yeah. greatest when you're high, they're so good. Yeah. Um, and uh, T and I, oh, look, this is what I remember is T and I 
there was a moment where sometimes when you're with your girlfriend and you're high on caps and stuff, you usually find a moment where you can just make out because you guys are just like, you like touching other, you like touching another person kind of thing. And we went into our uh, bathroom kind of thing and we kind of just closed the door, like the curtain <laughs> was what it is. We closed the curtain and just made out a bit. And I think in this small time, and it's really rude of us, like th especially as you're being a gentleman third <laughs> wheel. <laughs> but like, but you were thinking, I think in your in your mind, you were like, they're in there talking about me. <laughs> you were like, we were just passionately making out. But I think you were like, I, I think they're talking about me. <laughs> and then there was some behavior. Like, I think- uh, This is not what I remember. So I was, I was- <laughs> I remember thinking this is rude, but I, but I, f I knew full well what you were doing okay. in there. I knew full because so you, because because Elliot had started on the couch. <laughs> you you were going for it on the couch, so I knew what you had gone I'm into the bathroom for. Too. And I stepped outside. I don't know if you remember. I was like, I'm gonna, give them, I'm gonna give them the private time. I'm gonna step outside. You're I'm gonna go on my phone, look at all the pretty colors. That's so. Um, no, the so the reason why what happened happened is because we we we, we were punching cones throughout the night mm -hmm. and. Something happens to me when I've had too much weed where I just think everybody wants to fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> and like not in a not in a like a nice way, like a oh no, man, I'm the man. Everyone wants to fuck. More like in a oh shit, this this guy's the, the, this person's trying to it's fuck me. Like predatory. I'm very predatory <laughs> and I feel very I feel very unsafe in that I kind of they're gonna force themselves on me, and this is because it happened one time with with a friend of mine in Hawaii years earlier, and I got it in my head, and and then after after it happened when I sobered up, I'm irresistible. Exactly, exactly. Like there's no other plausible explanation for this behavior. It must be that I'm just too juicy, right? So then I sobered up after the after the mate. Like I thought that he tried to fuck me when I was on when I was on the um when I had done a few co a few cones too many, and um and then I thought ah you're a fucking idiot this is clearly not the case but it's always just been in my mind since then, <laughs> and then on this on this particular night, um, T went to bed mm. and as she went to bed right. this might have been like four o'clock in the morning yes and as she went to bed she she went to like give me a kiss good night and she whispered in my ear she was like you guys should fuck. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> like, like very, very clearly a, a joke, uh, but I, I was just not in the right state to, to take it as a joke, and and um and you know you know our shirts were off obviously, and, and, and you just started looking for yours. <laughs> like, I think I'm having too much fun. <laughs> yeah. And um and then you uh you were you were making fun of me for liking wrestling, and you That's and you were go right. you're going at it. And um, it was like, oh yeah, bro, maybe maybe we'll wrestle. And, uh, I'll put you in a, I'll put you in an arm bar. I'll put you in a, I'll put you in a figure four leg lock. And I just, I just like snapped. I was too. This is a four or five o'clock in the morning. And I was just like, bro, you, we're not gonna fuck. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was the mood changed. The air, the air just changed, dude. I saw because you and I were pals all night, and then I immediately on the drugs. I was like, because you have this amazing energy. Like I'm surrounded by people I love. I'm yeah. in my safe home. And then all of a sudden it flipped and I was like, this guy's an enemy. Yeah. I broke your heart. <laughs> you I remember you I, bro I broke your heart. Bro, I and I knew immediately that I was wrong because you looked so heartbroken <laughs> that I was like, oh, you're a fucking moron, man. Dude, you're so stupid. There's only been a couple of times in my life, maybe two or three times in my life, I can actually say I felt the blood run out of my face. No. Yes. I remember. And the other times were with fear. Where it was like, I was like, oh, I'm severely outnumbered here kind of thing. 
And it's like, I've looked at people where they've had blood run out of their face. They do look like ghosts. Mm. And I actually helped felt the blood run out of my face. I was like, because oh, I was like, there's an enemy in my house. And I was like, I, I didn't I actually got angry as well. I got angry. I was like, you, <laughs> you said it to me in the moment. You're like, you've, you've ruined such a lovely night. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. Yeah, but yeah. I also was doing the math in my head and was like, we are shirtless. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I might have some- how, how could he think this? I might have some part to play in this. <laughs> and then when you when you started telling me about the details and I like Tiana saying, you guys should fuck. I was like, oh no, <laughs> all of these things. I think, I think retrospectively, and we might have to ask her about it, um, but I think retrospectively, she might've been like upset that, I I was there, like, cause cause you guys you guys got only a limited window of private MDMA uh, <laughs> no. physical interaction, and you're like, well, if somebody's gonna fuck Elliot tonight, <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, no, no, we um we'd plan this out, and I was just like, I remember being so disappointed because I felt like we'd cultivated such a nice friendship, and then uh and then we 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 squashed it straight away because the mo- it was exactly like you said, the moment I dem- showed you on my face that that was not my intention, yeah, I- you were like whoops and then got right out of there and, and proceeded to apologize and left before i woke up in the morning but with all the sheets folded i was like ah he's, he's probably feeling bad about it. <laughs> do you know what i think um because because we sort of had a bit of a sequel of this um of this of this event oh shit Tell not me about not it. not to the not to the same degree it was it was a different it was a different um situation uh, but but a, a similar kind of like feeling, um, and I think I think that was the night that I, I just that no no it wasn't it wasn't it was me. But then you you would you wouldn't accept my apology. Uh, <laughs> I think both of us are just really hot blooded, passionate people. We do get uh, there's there's points where like I'm pretty hot blooded, but then I see that like I'm not as invested in this as you, and I'm like oh, I'm, I'm definitely at it. I'm not I'm not going into this. One. Well, we get we get we well I think we tend to get very very emotional, and very. we're both very hard headed, uh, which is why doing a cocktail of drugs together is often not the best idea. Um, like get like having having drinks, perfect, totally. but but we we mixed. So last year during the lockdown, I was in one of these one of these holes that we were talking about before when it comes to comedy, you know, like one of those, like, why am I even doing this? Mm. I'm the fucking worst. I was in a really bad place. And then you and Tom came over to my place uh, and we were going to, we were going to have pizza. We were going to just get really, really smashed. Mm. We're gonna, we, we, we finished a whole case of beer yeah. between like, 5 30 and yeah. 6 30 it was nothing it was nothing and it was i remember gone. being like how i felt like you guys were kind of like hiding them from me <laughs> i was like <laughs> how have we done this mate no we we <laughs> mowed a case of beer in like an hour and a half and like well we got to keep we got to keep the night going yeah um and we went and got more drinks and then somebody floated the idea of getting of getting caps yeah. and and tom somehow managed to to, to get them and they were shit they were terrible they were shit like they they were up for a bit and then that was basically it. Yeah. And then we, we decided to, to smoke up cause we, we were like, well, we've got to, we got to get some kind of a, a decent buzz here. And we were having, like you say, that like really good bonding experience with Tom there too. It was a good little like three way chat. And I felt safe this time because I was like, there's a third party to, yeah, to, to yeah, make sure wi- that I'm not doing anything. There's a witness. <laughs> yeah, there's a witness yeah. who probably won't say you guys should fuck as he leaves. Um, <laughs> So, but so then we went and smoked and we came back inside. And I, I, if I have people over, I like to 
you know, yield the couch. So you guys are on the couch and you guys are like close together and you're having a really nice bonding moment. <laughs> and I was sitting on the chair just sort of away from you guys, but but still sort of part of it. And then my just fucking paranoia mechanism just starts going and I'm like, man, they're boxing me out. <laughs> they don't love me as much as they love each other. Oh, no. I'm just the third wheel here. Oh, man, I'm I, like, I, I got it. And, but, but I will admit there was another voice that came through my head that was like, you remember the last time you did this? You remember that you're usually fucking wrong about this shit. Um, just, just go for a walk. Just go for a walk and, and like clear your head. I remember you going for a walk. So I stood up, right? And I was like, I'm going to go for a walk. And I went to put my shoes on and you were rolling another joint and you just yelled, you just sort of said over your, over your, over the bowl, you were like, Hey bro, I, uh, like it's fine doesn't matter but i'm just saying those are my shoes you're putting on <laughs> oh, no. and then i walked over to you and showed you that you were wearing your shoes at the time i was like you're cooked bro you're uh, you're as cooked as i am right now i forgot about that that was amazing um and then i went i just said look boys i'm just feeling i'm just feeling a little bit feeling a little bit like insecure feeling a little bit weird i'm just gonna go for a walk get a breather and you both you both were so concerned that you wouldn't let me go for a walk by myself yeah you just like tell us what's going on what what's wrong and i did i said i said what was happening i gave you my crazy paranoid spiel about like oh you guys just didn't love me as much as you love each other blah 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 and i know this is not real and then you had that same like you've ruined the night face you gave me the same, you've ruined the night face and you were just like relentless and you're like, bro, how could you do this? How could you do this again? <laughs> and I, I, and I was glad that Tom was there because Tom could like, Tom was the ref. Tom was like, can you guys just fuck? Can you, can you crazy Italian men just fucking relax? All right. This isn't the motherland. This isn't how we sort shit out in, in oh Australia. And, so funny. and it was, it was, it was sweet. And then we went for a big walk. I don't even remember. We went for a big walk, like near the golf course. We went for a massive walk yeah, yeah, yeah. at like two o'clock in the morning. Um, and it was, it was really, really nice. And then we came back, came back to my place and Tom left. And then we, you and I were just hanging. And we're having, we're having a chat and you were about to call an Uber and you started telling me this story. You started telling me about this movie with Matt Dillon about like a serial killer that gets, oh, a, yeah. that gets away with murder for like 10 years. Yeah, and, The House and of the Jack Built. Is that it? The, the House yeah, of Jack Built. House of Jack Built. It's a movie that's been banned in multiple countries yeah. because it's just so, it's so graphic. It's yeah. so... And it just it gets in the into the psyche of the serial killer who gets away with murdering people for ten years. Yeah, he's on a streak. He's on a streak, right? And I remember specifically in the moment feeling like, is he trying to fucking freak me out right now? Is he? Is he? Is this? I thought this was over. Is he trying to? Is he trying to fucking freak me out about this right now? I'm so tired, man. Elliot, just just let me off the hook, man. <laughs> but it's definitely not what you were trying to do. Oh my god. Uh, um, and then amazing. and then and then you you left and it was the only time ever that I've almost locked myself out of my apartment. I always remember keys. I'm just I'm very I'm very terrified of getting locked out because the mechanism that I have to go through to fucking get back in is just crazy. When you're around me, you're high, so it's well, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. even by like uh, second hands. Right? Yeah, for sure, possibly. <laughs> um, and I almost locked it, and I was like, man. And I don't know if you remember, but I like leapt. 
I leapt because I was walking you out and I leapt to, to. Oh, I do remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I, it was like this drama, I think I called you like Forrest Whitaker or something. Yeah, I just jumped <laughs> and like kicked my kicked the door to make sure that I grabbed the keys. So I was like, man, I have to fucking sleep at your house. This is four thirty in the morning and I'm just gone. I'm not even on this planet. <laughs> yeah. I fucking I. Uh I remember that also. I jumped on top of the some sort of outside area. Do you remember? And the security was chasing us. This was a different night. This was a this different, was a different night? night. This was <laughs> this was my birthday last year oh, yeah. because we had um, we had Hotch, Tom, Harry, Anthony Skinner, yeah. uh, you and me, and Wiley, um, and we had gone for dinner. We got fried chicken burgers for my birthday, and then we all ended up back at my place, yeah. and we were just getting trashed. This was we just we were just drunk this night, and. Um, there's this like daycare center outside of my apartment yeah. uh, across the road. And there was this like ladder. There was this like pull down demountable ladder. And, and Elliot, I think, I think I egged you on about it. No, I was going to say Tom was the, was the final straw because he challenged me and I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> I feel, I, I feel my memory tells me it was me that challenged <laughs> Might you. Have been you. I think I, somebody said to you, you can't do it. Yeah. Someone was like, you can't do it. And that knowing, was all I needed to knowing hear. full well that as soon as you were told, <laughs> I can't do it, you were just going to leap up there. Yeah. Tom was like, I want to see how easily Ellie can do a chin up. And yeah. I was just like, yeah, I'll it's show on. You. I'll show you a chin up. And I was, I was really, I was really excited for it as well because I knew I could get up there. I knew Tom could get up there. Harry was already halfway up there. You were gone. You were, you, so you got on the ladder, climbed up onto the roof. Yeah. At this point, I think security knew that you were there because you probably like stood up or something and they spotted you and they start coming around. Yeah. Harry's hanging halfway off the ladder and I'm about to follow him up and security comes and is like, get the fuck off there. <laughs> Harry jumps down and you like sprint to the other end of the building on the roof. Thinking I can jump off and yeah. then surprise the security guard. Be like, what are you talking about? Exactly. I'm right I'm a, but it was way too high. It was way too high. <laughs> and you just, you were just, you just ran to the other end. And then, and then I think you got down, you got down to like, oh, he's, he'll forget I'm up here. <laughs> That's what I did. I flattened. It was like, flat. he'll leave this. He'll leave it. <laughs> and it's not worth it for not. him. He didn't. He was, he was yelling like, I know you're up there. He's Get like, down. I got nothing else to do tonight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That was a, that was an awesome night. That, I fucking enjoyed it a lot. That was um that was, but I kept getting noise complaints. You remember? Oh, dude, I felt so bad for you, soon security guard, because um I will say this, you you record the podcast out of your house, and um you are surrounded by the worst people. You, yeah, like, they're pretty bad. All strata have um at least one person that is a widower and has nothing left in their life but to look out for the people that are managing the strata and, and hassle them. You have six of them, like in your in your proximity, kind of thing, and uh, and so when I did that, I like I was like, oh man, this is uh, this is not going to be good for low cash. I felt like I, I kind of felt that's what was the the idea behind me ducking because I was like, maybe if he doesn't see me get down, then he can't really pin it to him. But there was none of that. Well, I mean, even if even so, the security guards, there's there's too many people in that complex for the security guard to know everybody that's there. Mm. He said to me, "Are you a resident?" I said, "Yes." Didn't take it any further than that. But had he said what number and it looked like I was going to get in trouble, I'd just be like, I forgot. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Actually, I'm not a resident here. Bye. And just leave. Okay, I've got one more. Um, we're going to take a quick break. That was a fucking tremendous little uh, story. But I'm going to I'm, uh, I'm gonna take a quick break and I've got one, one or two more questions for you. Okay. Beautiful. How to deal with premature ejaculation. At least 90% of premature ejaculation problems relate to emotional and psychological difficulties. 
Even when that's recognized, it's just not going to go away. And therefore, there's a need to seek professional help. PE is often related to unfinished business from past relationships. It could be because of stress and contact in existing relationship, which produces performance anxiety. Then, a person may start to dodge sex because they are afraid that they can't please their partner. PE can be focused on the fact that the guy wants to please his partner so very much, and therefore, he tries too hard. And because he's trying so hard, there is a build-up of tension and anxiety which causes PE. Old folk remedies, like trying to remember the batting averages of the Australian Test cricket team and other ploys to try and take your mind off it, do not help a great deal. It might for some, but for the majority, it won't. Also, because of the avoidance factor, a person with PE is likely to avoid sex and so, on the infrequent occasion they do have it, they are likely to be abnormally aroused, leading once again to PE. In our practice, we give people practical exercises like the squeeze technique to control ejaculation. We also use sleep learning tapes. We do a special tape for each client relating to what's happening in their life in order to correct in the subconscious mind this problem leading to PE. PE is just the penis controlling the brain. It's long been a problem for men, but honest sexual communication between partners can really help. Remember that PE is our problem, not his problem. Uh, that's uh, How to Be a Man. How to Be a Man uh, by John Birmingham and Dick Flinthart. Uh, original release in 1995. One of Elliot's favorite books. Goodness me. And that is the uh, inaugural segment of the uh, guest reads a book. We'll probably come up with a better name for that. Guest reads a guest book. Guest reads a book. So uh, what we're going to have is our guest pick a book off the bookshelf that is in the studio. Whatever spine of a book jumps out to them and uh, have them read a little excerpt. And uh, I've had a, have, I've had a couple of guests do it, but I, I can't say that they nailed it as much as you did. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate um, it. I, I felt like I, it was really speaking to me, that passage. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I read that book. Um, it was given to my dad as a present, and my dad put it on his bookshelf and took it as an insult. <laughs> and was like, I'm put, fuck this book. I can't, and so uh, when I was 13, there's a, pit, there's a chapter, like there's chapters in there, like how to pick out a cheap suit, uh, but actually, like, how to write a, a resume, how to land a, a Boeing, how to land a jumbo plane kind of thing. Like, yeah, that's on the front. It says how to land a plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like if the pilot goes down. It's just all the shit you need to know if you're a man. And uh, I remember there was a section, I was flicking through it, and I saw a discreet picture of uh, a vagina. <laughs> and it was all, it was, a, it was a chapter on how to please women and what. There was even like sections on like what cutlery and utensils to have, what cocktails you need to know how to make as a man. And I stole that book and I used to read it in my house when no one was around listening to Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra because I thought that's what a man does. <laughs> I, s I said this to you off, off, off air, but uh, so many things about you make so much more sense now after hearing this. 13-year-old Elliot listening to Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra reading How to Be a Man. Smoking a bubble pipe. My dad used to play that in the mornings on the weekend when he'd make us bacon and egg rolls and uh, the Turkish neighbours would lose their mind at the smell of bacon. But he'd play Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra <laughs> pumping out and make bacon and egg rolls. <laughs> That's perfect. Uh, but this was a book, uh, How to Be a Man by was it Dick Flintheart and... John Birmingham and Dick Flintheart. Yeah, and it's... Uh, Those are man names. Damn, they're man, man names. Uh, but uh, they, I don't think they wrote anything else because I, I, I looked, but uh, they may have in the time being. But um, guys, pick up that book. 
pick up how to be a man. It'll teach you, you know, stuff you already know, but in a better way. Okay, so Anthony, I've got a quick question for you. I've got a couple quick questions. So usually what I do for Tom, what is usually entertaining for the people tremendous is for me to ask Tom um, something that happened to me in my life and, 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 structured as a question to towards Tom and he usually turns it down and then I elaborate in the story. The yes. <laughs> so, so this, this is, this is a, you have, Elliot has a really eclectic story to tell about a time that, that he communicated telepathically with a dog <laughs> and he's going to ask me if I've ever had such an experience in order to segue into that story. I'm, I'm familiar with this segment. <laughs> okay. You actually made me think about a story. Yeah, <laughs> with nice. that, with that. Okay. Have you ever seen, cause uh, your mom is Italian. My mom's Greek. Fuck. Mom's Greek. I always fuck that up. I always really do because I, I picture them. I, I have an image of them in my mind whenever you talk about them. Um, mom's Greek. Dad is Italian. A lot of fire in that blood. So I was wondering, have you ever seen your parents get into a fist fight with a uh, female? Uh, if, you, if you've seen your mom get into a fist fight, even better. But have you ever seen your parents get into a fist fight or even uh, what's the most heated argument sort of thing or the most uh, hostile sort of uh, interaction they've had? In your, uh, in, in, with, in your, with each other or with, with, good, good, good. <laughs> I was going to say the general public, but if each other, they know each other's, they've sized each other up, it's, it's probably a better bout. Um, <laughs> there was this one time where we were, we had just moved to our new house. I was nine, I was eight or nine, and my dad had taken out tennis rackets and we were, we were just, we were, the, the street that we lived on only had houses on one side of the house, on one side of the street. And we were hitting the tennis ball um, back and forth with each other. Um, me and my dad, just in the middle of the street, it was like a Sunday. And a guy drove around in like a ute and he started honking like a maniac. And um, like that we were in the road. And then he got out of the car. And I, I didn't know at the time because I was like eight. But the guy was the guy was cooked on something. Mm. He, was, he was not in his right mind. Mm. Um, and he started threatening my dad and my dad goes from zero to about a thousand when it comes to anger in the blink of an eye. He's the calmest guy until he's not. Mm. And, um, he disturbed the water. He, well, they, they, they came very close. Um, my dad, they, like they had, they had each other's shirts. Um, and I think the guy backed down because my, my dad, my dad's incredibly scary when he's, when he's angry. And I, and I know that it's not just the father son thing. Mm. I, I know like he, 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 he looks quite terrifying. I've, I've seen him yell at his employees. <laughs> and, um, but the guy, the guy eventually left. And I remember asking my mom, um, why didn't, why didn't, why didn't my dad, why didn't he smash the guy? Like, why didn't he, mm. why did he just let him go? And, um, and my mom said to me, well, first of all, he know like it's in front of our house. He knows where we live, this guy. Mm. Um, so there's no telling what he might Clever. come back and do. And second of all, it's very clear that your dad has a lot more to lose than that guy. Dude, you fucking nailed exactly. Continue. Sorry. And that, and that was a huge lesson for me. Wow, that is amazing, dude. I remember because my dad is a very—he's a hothead. He and when I was younger, he was—he's calmed down now, like become like to the point where I'm like, Vinny, get up, come on. <laughs> <laughs> What's happened to you? We're being slighted. <laughs> but, uh, but but like uh, I refer to it as like he's lost his horn sometimes, sort of thing. But um, but I remember my mum would say to me sometimes we'd just be out in King's Cross after dinner or something like that, even before you were born, and some guy that looked like your dad could just kill. 
you easily would try and arc up or say something. And my dad would grab my mom closer and pull her, pull her closer and walk further. And my mom would be like, what's the, and he'd be like, that guy has nothing to lose. That guy has nothing to lose. I, he's like that. He, uh, he, his life is shit. Mm. He is just adding me to the shit. And all I'm doing is getting in this guy's stream of shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and that was a lesson to me as well, where I was like, oh fuck. Like being a man isn't, isn't fighting every battle. No, yeah. no, not at all. Yeah. And, 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 you know, to, to, to keep the things that are important to you safe. Precisely. That's being a man. Yes. Not, not, not fucking fighting everybody. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. For sure. It was a big lesson to me. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. That was a great answer. I've got one more quick question for you. Um, and I had it, um, have you ever been attacked by an animal? Yes. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I'm not talking about nipping at your ankles like at uh, the local zoo or something, like petting zoo or okay. something. Have um, you ever been mauled? Have you ever I haven't. Been? I haven't been mauled like to the point of injury, but I have been staunched. <laughs> I've been sta- staunched. Staunch is the best way to put it. <laughs> You've been staunched. I love to I've see been staunched. Yeah, just, just, just wait. I've been staunched by birds. On, <laughs> on, on eight different occasions in my life, and it's 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 freaky. It's freaky. So when I was when I was two, my dad and I were kicking the ball around in the, in, a, in the park, and I like well as best as I could with you know, my stubby two year old legs, and and the ball went went far away, and maybe I was a bit older. Maybe I was like four. The ball went far away, and I went ran to get it, and about six magpies came at me, and they and they were actually pecking me. They came, uh, they, came. they came, they came, they saw, the they conquered. Yeah, the boys, they were like, "Get him!" Um, so that was the first one. Uh, in year one, we used to run. Cro- they used to make us do cross country. The whole school would do cross country. We did it at Centennial Park. And I was coming dead last and we were, we were running around and I was just walking and I, I was so unfit and I keeled over next to a pond and I was just catching my breath and a goose just ran at me. It just came for me like with intent and I was so scared that I ended up coming third last in that race. I took off. <laughs> I took off and managed to get ahead of two other stragglers, two other fat cunts that were at the back. I was so because they didn't know the goose was coming. Otherwise, they probably would have taken off too. And so I ended up not coming last in the race. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and I like I won't go through all of them, but there have been a lot. But this is this is freaky, right? Have you ever seen a cockatoo swoop? Yeah, dog. They they fly up, they crank their neck, <laughs> they crank their neck. They, why? They, I don't know why they crank their they crank their neck to just make sure they get they get they're like well, right, target acquired to make sh- to make sure he's there. They crank their neck and then they let out a and then they and then they swoop right. I've been swooped by a cockatoo and they, and like I've had to duck to get out of the way three times. My last day of school, my first day of uni and my last day of uni. <laughs> They're like never I, pro- I promise you, I promise you <laughs> on my last ever day of school, my first ever day of uni and my last ever day of uni, a cockatoo swooped me. Oh, and, and you, I know you, you would have taken that as a personal slight. Oh, for sure. Where's the clubhouse that has a photo of me <laughs> with all these birds are going to? Like, yeah, this guy, this guy. 
came oh. third last. Let's get him to first. Oh my god, you nailed it. Um, I was gonna say the uh, we got on the tremendous podcast. When the tremendous podcast, where you have a uh, a joke of the week. It's a joke of the week. We usually do a, a street joke. We usually do some sort of. It can be a joke that you wrote. Uh, so Anthony Lacasio, Tony Doe, and Cassio. Um, can, can I tell a joke and then the story behind the joke? Yeah. Okay. Even so better. This is this is this is a. So you've got a joke for us. I've got a joke. Okay. Um, but I'll, I've got to give some context first. Um, so in year seven, I had a, a math teacher. His name was Mister McLean, and he was a very cool guy. Used to love to used to love to chat about soccer. Um, uh, I think he used to play at quite a high level of soccer before he came over from England, uh, and he was entertaining me and a few other kids by telling some really racist jokes in year seven about Lebanese people. I don't know what his issue was with Lebanese people. Um, and I didn't really understand racism. What suburb was this in? This is, at, this is um, at school. This is in Sydney grammar. This is, this is Sydney grammar. So yeah. In the city. In the city. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, cool. I'm just trying to figure um, out. Yeah, well, I don't know where he came from. I don't know what Le- I don't know what Lebanese people had done to him, but he and, and I don't know if it, I don't know. Like he was just telling us jokes, wherein the butt of of the jokes was always Lebanese people. Last question: Were there any Lebanese present? Of course not. Okay, Sydney Grammar, bro. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> we have a fence. What do you? <laughs> Jesus. Okay. So, um, so and so it would it would be simple ones like oh. What do you call what do you call a Lebanon Ferrari? A thief. What do you call a Lebanon suit? The defendant. What, 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 why did the Leb cross the road? To bash the chicken. Why did 40 Lebs cross the road? Because the Leb was losing to the chicken. You know, like <laughs> oh shit God. like that. And um what one that was I was he killing with these? He was of course he was killing with these. <laughs> he was he was crushing. Like I couldn't get enough, right? This is a good set. Um it was a great set. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a great it was a great set. And then the the closer. The closer for the set was this one, um, which which I must admit is is it's actually not racist. The rest of them are the rest of them are racist, but this is this is just quite a good joke. Um, so there's a preschool, and um, the kids are playing at lunchtime, and the kids come in uh, at the end of lunchtime, and uh, the teacher is welcoming all of the kids to come back into the classroom, and little Sally comes up, uh, and the teacher says, "Sally, what did you do?" at lunchtime and Sally says, I played in the sand pit. And the teacher says, that's good, spell sand. And Sally says, S-A-N-D, enters the classroom. Timmy comes up and, and little Timmy uh, is asked by the teacher, what did you do, little Timmy, at lunch? And the little Timmy says, I played in the sand pit with Sally. And the teacher says, very good, spell pit. And little Timmy says, P-I-T, and he's allowed to enter the classroom. Little Habib comes up to the teacher and the teacher says, little Habib, what did you do at, uh, at uh, recess? And little Habib says, I wanted to play in the sand pit with Sally and Timmy, but they wouldn't let me because I'm Lebanese. And the teacher says, that is racial discrimination. Spell racial discrimination. <laughs> Now, now, so, uh, killed, right? That was the closer, killed, great set. I followed That's him on Instagram I mean, Yeah, it was great. <laughs> I, followed I followed him, him on Instagram. Instagram, checked out his YouTube, the works, right? 
to the point where, to the point where, right? Uh, so this was maths and the way it worked was you you had your homeroom for maths and English and all the core subjects and then you'd have to go to like the art department to do art, right? So we had we had art a couple of couple of periods later we went to the, the art room to do art and my teacher was Miss Loy. Miss Loy was uh in her mid twenties uh, and she was she was one of the most attractive teachers I've ever had. Loved Miss Loy, right? I think she's still there, and I work for Sydney Grammar now, so I probably love a real name. I probably shouldn't be. I probably shouldn't be talking about. The, yeah, I love a real name. I, I love know. a real name. Who cares? Yeah, <laughs> Miss Loy. Hi. Uh, and um, and I was so enamored with Mr. McLean and his jokes that I was just telling all the other kids in art all of the jokes. I was rattling them off one at a time, and Miss Loy overheard and was like, "What? What?" what's going on here? Why are you like, what, what are these? And, and I said, Oh, Miss Loy, Mr. McLean is telling me all of these jokes. <laughs> oh, no. snitched. I snitched, but I didn't, I, I, I didn't know, you know, that like it was bad. Yeah. I just, I was just like, Oh, is Mr. McLean ever telling these jokes in the staff room? You got to go talk to Mr. McLean. He's hilarious. He's saying all of these jokes. You got to get a ticket. Uh, exactly. You got to get a ticket to Mr. McLean's fringe show. You got to go and check it out. And, um, and Mr. M I think Mr. McLean got in so much trouble because he was, he was really like down the next, <laughs> next, next, Two days later, when I saw him next, he was downtrodden, and he was like, and he was, he wouldn't, he wouldn't really engage me at all, um, and he was, yeah, very clearly he had gotten in trouble. Oh my goodness, yeah. that is a fucking amazing, uh, guys. If you're if you're doing jokes out there uh, as a teacher, uh, Harry John, if you're doing racist <laughs> jokes during your class time, um, maybe just have a student tell them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good call. Harry Jim would be the Miss Loy of this of this particular situation. I reckon a ton of kids want to fuck Harry Jim, <laughs> like in the in the school. I reckon Harry Jim is a piece of ass. They're like, school. yeah, the hot teacher. Oh, yeah. you mean Mr. Jim? You got Mr. Jim? Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Jim. Oh my god, um, guys, this has been a uh, a fucking a pleasure. We're gonna have uh, Anthony Lacasio on as soon as soon as we can. As soon as he can, he'll be willing to, frankly, because if he wanted to kick in the door while Tom was recording, um, wearing a uh, wrestling outfit, I would, <laughs> I would be all down with that. Uh, he's welcome anytime. He's around the corner. If you liked him, hit him up. Tell him to be on the tremendous podcast, Anthony. Uh, brother, it's been great. I've loved this, and I'm gonna come back 100 percent whenever you'll have me. And of course. Uh, everybody listening, come to our show. Me and Elliot are doing half an hour each. Potts Point Hotel, September second uh, to Thursday, and it's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be great. The sticker. The sticker. Tremendous people. Thank you so much. Have a lovely week. So this is how I'm going to do a little tale right before Otis goes full coat, before he goes full green yeah. warrior mm -hmm. and greens out on the podcast. Otis Green Wall. Yeah, yeah. So we're, going to say, we're about to say go say, uh, goodbye to OTBC and say hello to AC Otis. AC Slater. Otis <laughs> Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> no, so what have you got to, really, what have you got to regale, regale us with? Well, <clears throat> uh, something happened to me this week and okay. I purposefully wanted to tell you on the podcast. So I haven't told mm -hmm. you this. 
in person. All right. And I know on the last episode, you guys were talking about um, the stupid shit that I've done at my job. <laughs> at the breezing job we we would what do you mean you were talking about you we, we, you were talking about it <laughs> yeah hey you did some stupid <laughs> shit as well all right let's let's not forget um so i had uh a, the a pretty big run-in at my school oh, no. a pretty big situation <laughs> don't tell me they're tremendous fans oh <laughs> well <laughs> no, i'm just kidding though they did not listen to the podcast yeah otherwise i'd be fucked so there's a new manager who works for um this company and I don't know how to say this lightly, but he is a total shitbag. Yeah. He's scum of the earth. He's just, he's a really shit person. The way he talks to you is just very demanding and direct, just like not acceptable way to speak to people. Yeah. Um, and you're always a very kind, uh, yeah. kind person when you are speaking to people. Very understanding. 100%. And it's like, if you're at a job and someone says, can you do this? You're obviously going to do it. But he's just like, do this, get this, do this. He's just super demanding with stuff and it just rubs me the wrong way and over the weekend um they had come to the school and cleaned it out and i had some things in the um cleaners room including like a wireless headphone charging case mm. i'd actually lost the headphones but they didn't know that they threw away everything of mine oh, chucked what? it away yeah in the bin in the bin and i asked them about it they're like no nah, you can't put stuff in there it's gone i'm like well that's my stuff can you guys reimburse me like nope you're not allowed to put stuff in there i'm like i'm pretty sure that's not the case anyway that's unbelievable. So this is just to set like what kind of person I'm dealing with. Jesus He's a total Christ. shitbag. Anyway, I get there on Tuesday at five in the morning. That for one of the few times I'm actually there on time. And it's just like pandemonium there. There is so many cleaners from the company at the school. Yeah. Normally it's just me, but they're trying to pass an inspection. And um, one of the managers goes, hey, can you vacuum everything? Take your time. Just make sure you get everything. And I was like, okay, no worries. I started to do it. The vacuum was broken. So I fixed the vacuum. Yep. And I started vacuuming. And then all of a sudden, the shithead manager walks into the room with the other two managers. And he's just looking at me weird across the room, all the way across. It's five in the morning. I've had no coffee. I'm like, what the fuck <laughs> is going on? And he walks up to me. And then he walk. He circles around me like a fucking shark does and i'm like what the fuck is happening right now he's doing a full circle around me and he's like turn the vacuum off and i'm like okay and he's like was the vacuum broken and i'm like well yes it was Wait, and he, what accent are you doing it's not an indian accent and then he's <laughs> like he's like was a vacuum broken and i'm like um well it was actually so i was like yeah and he just disregarded that and he goes you're doing this too slow you're too slow and I just look at him and I just go, you know what? And I threw the vacuum off my back and I go, I quit. <laughs> You're <laughs> kidding me. Nope. I, qui I quit to his face. I quit. And then he looks at the other manager, Manuel, and he's like, oh, 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 oh. he was not expecting that. I pulled the, wall, the rug right under his feet. <laughs> he had all the power and then the power just disappeared. And he's like, Wait, huh, what? And then Manuel is like, it's okay. Just give him the key. And uh, maybe this makes me sound like a bit of a dickhead, but I took the key off my key ring, held it in front of him. He put out his hand and then I just dropped it on the floor <laughs> in front of him. And I went, see you later, Manuel. And I breezed the fuck out of there for good, baby. Fuck yeah, I'm out, doggy. baby. Oh my god, I'm free. That calls for a fucking, get some pride in Let's here. Let's go. Holy smoke.
OT champion. Woo! Quit my job, baby. That's amazing, dude. Well done. Thank Good you, job. man. You ate that shit uh, for a long time from them and stuff like that. And then fucking. Just a year. Yeah, well, I mean, just in terms of like uh, unreasonable <laughs> stuff. Yeah, exactly. That's fucking awesome. That's what a, what a fucking cherry. And that guy's going to remember that shit forever. Yeah, for sure. That's fucking amazing. What a great, what a what a great fucking ending to that. Yeah, for sure. I quit in emphatic fashion. We gotta get a celebratory drink uh, a little bit later. Yeah, let's do it, man. I'm fucking keen. That's it, awesome. It was funny because I drove home at five in the morning and I'm in my car going like, woo, like I was all G'd up. <laughs> and then I tried to go back to sleep and I couldn't do it. Oh my I God. I was too G'd. You got that quit coke in you. I got that quit coke, bro. I'm going to quit everything. <laughs> you want to quit the business? See ya. Oh my woo. God. It's time to quit the, uh, the BC. We're just going to have a quick little chuff break. 